Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> How are you, folks? Aye, another week has rolled around in the piping world, and you guessed it, we have a lot to unpack on this week's show, as always, uh, including a quite an interesting topic of the week this week with an international flavour. Hmm, we'll get to that. Uh, well, first of all, let's get through our introductions then, shall we? Well, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then... Welcome! We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, every show, (laughs) unlike every podcast, yeah, we do have a Patreon. We just continually remind you about it, I guess. Uh, But yeah, we have a great community over there on Patreon, so we're quite proud of it. So shout out to all you Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Yes, if you would like to help support us, then please do go and follow the links in your show notes there. Click on support and you'll get your mitts on tons of extra stuff. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But uh, there's a lot over there. A lot on Patreon. <laughs> so go click support and get your mitts on all of it. There you go. All right. Right, that's the introductions out of the road. Uh, we start each Big Rab show normally with some listener mail, and this week's no different. Yeah, we have got a lot of commentary following last week's episode, and I have to say, um, yeah, some of it good, some of it not so good, uh, but <laughs> it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, but we've been kind of recently promoting and, every- and telling you folks all about our listener survey, and a lot of you folks are getting in contact with us and telling us your thoughts and feelings on the show, some of which can be quite strong, and that's what we've received this last while in our listener mail. Now, a lot of those listeners have asked us not to give out their names or their feedback for that matter, uh, but let's just say there's certain parts of the show that you folks absolutely hate. And I have no idea where this animosity has built up over the years, I guess, but there's certain aspects of the show that you really absolutely hate and do not want to hear again. So, hey, I guess we will have a... Yeah, a bit of a seismic change here for future Big Rab Show podcasts. Yeah, if we receive any further correspondence to the same. Uh, But yeah, our listener survey is currently live. Okay, Uh, so and we have encouraged you to email us as well, of course. BigRabShow at gmail.com. You can let us know your thoughts, feelings on everything to do with our show. Now, that includes our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. We had a cracking good show last night, actually, again. Uh, it's been, too, I don't know, this past few weeks, the music selection's been really fun. Anyway, uh, I digress. But yes, you can tell us all your thoughts about what we do on Fuse, but you can also tell us what you think of the podcast. All of our sections that we have here, or features as we call them, you know, weekly drone, word of the week, topic of the week, list that you're listening to right now, listener mail. All this kind of stuff. Let us know what your thoughts are on the show. I think we're actually going to be closing the survey next week. 
I think that's the crack. Uh, let me have a look at a date here. Yeah, 16th, actually. There you go. So it's going to be closing next week. Uh, so if you're listening to this months later, then it probably is closed by now. But yeah, our listener survey closing 16th of February. There you go. So if you do have any other comments, queries at all, yes, as I said, those listeners didn't want me to read it out, so I won't. Uh, but... That's suffice to say there's a lot of commentary going on at the moment behind the scenes about the Big Rab Show and how we can make things better. And that's one thing I kind of want to put out here on listener mail at this point, right? We've got a ton of emails complaining about stuff and saying, don't do this again. I absolutely hate it. You know, remove this from your show. That's fine. But then if you have any suggestions on what you would like to hear... So, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's nice to hear the negative, you know, and things that we're doing wrong. Absolutely, we can fix that. But then at the same time, we would absolutely love to hear what you want to hear. Does that make sense? So we can't just remove everything and then don't replace it with anything. Or maybe do you just want us to call it a day at this point? Episode 369. That's it. We'll just close the doors, boys. Give it up. That's it. Rab Show team can be disbanded. We can all go our separate ways and we're no longer produce the show. Uh, yeah, is that what you want? I don't know. <laughs> but let us know. If there is anything in particular that you do want to hear on the show, that's what we're interested in also. All right? So, long story short, we did get some listener mail this week. I can't broadcast it, however, because those listeners asked me not to. So, those they asked me to remove certain things from the show. Fine. But also... I want to know what you would like to include. Now, we have went back and forward in a bit of correspondence with those guys. Uh, so, yeah, and hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it, of what they would like to add into the show. That's just as important as to what we take out. There you are. Okay. Well, our, that email address, just to remind you, if you do want to email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com has never changed from the outset. Bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, we also got a few questions in asking about the Kids with Cancer charity night. We did plug it again last week, telling you the tickets for it are selling fast. And yes, that is still the case. I do think tickets are still available. They are in very limited numbers now at this point. Uh, the Kids with Cancer charity night just around the corner, actually. We have promoted it before. I'm not going to give it a huge plug again uh, because, as I say, tickets are fast disappearing. going to be on the 23rd of March. And, of course, one of the big start attractions on the night is the current world champions, People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate are going to be there, along with the McDonald Academy Pipe Band, the Force, Drum Major Display Team. We also have Hair of the Dog, the Folk Group, and a load of other great soloists and that. Just too many to mention. It's going to be a big, big, big show this year. Uh, so, yeah, tickets are flying fast, and we've got a few inquiries asking, can we sort these out? So hopefully we've managed to get that. Those who wanted tickets got them sorted. Uh, but, yes, if you are interested in grabbing tickets, either contact us or you can contact Gary Smith uh, direct on social media, and he'll hook you up with tickets. But they are now in limited supply. All right. Uh, we also got a couple of inquiries asking about the Big Rab Show matchmaking service. Is it still in operation? Uh, yes, to answer your question. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Uh, I think just this past week, no, two weeks ago, we actually matched up another Piper with another band, but this was in, uh, I think it was in the United States. I think it was, well, I can't remember where it was now. Uh, that's why I'm being a bit vague. I don't remember the name, and I can't. it was definitely in the US from what I remember. Um, what was the state? I can't remember the state now. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I don't know. I'm going to have to look at my records for that one. But we do have, <laughs> we do have 
on good authority that we have matched another piper with another band out there in the US. So it's great to see that the matchmaking service is still in full flow. So if you're a piper looking for a band or drummer, for that matter, or even if you're a band looking for musicians, and if you're in recruitment mode at the moment, then definitely get in contact with us and we'll do what we can to try and matchmake the Big Rab Show matchmaking service. Okay, so that's listener mail. It's quite long this week. Yeah, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Right, let's fly on. You guessed it. After our listener mail, we go straight into Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rab Show Podcast. Announcements. Yes, this week's word of the week is announcements. Yeah, we're kind of in that time of year when we're expecting to see a lot of announcements. Now, if you managed to listen to last week's podcast in its entirety, uh, it was quite a lengthy pod, not going to lie, but such a good episode, though, with Liam Kernahan and that. It was such a good conversation. Uh, but you might have heard that halfway through the news and updates, as we were kind of going through them all, uh, then a huge news story broke just as I was recording. And we got a massive announcement from RSPBA talking about the major championships for next season. Yeah. We had to unpack it a little bit because the huge announcement itself was talking about the European Championships and they will now be held in Perth. Yes, on the 11th of August on the Sunday. We're going to unpack that a little bit more in the news and updates, okay? Uh, But if you managed to listen to last week's pod, Halfway through, about half an hour into the pod, I think, this news story broke, and i done what I can to get it included on last week's show. Uh, but, yeah, announcements. That's kind of what's inspired this, week, this week's Word of the Week. Uh, we're in announcement season, I guess. There seemed to be a load of them this last while, talking about various solo drumming events, major championships, and we are waiting on future announcements as well hopefully about the British Championship and the UK's as well. So we are, yeah, expecting more announcements. So that's kind of what inspired this week's Word of the Week. For any band out there, any player, any fan of piping out there, I have to say, if you do have a particular announcement that you would like to hear on the Rab Show and you would like us to help get the message out there for your announcement, then please do contact us. That email address again that we've been talking about from the beginning of the show, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let us know that you have an announcement coming up or it's already out there. And then, yeah, we can share it out with our audience as best as we can. So if you have an event coming up, a bit of fundraising, recruitment, anything like that, that the piping world needs to hear, then let us know. That email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's where it is. All right. So that's what's inspired this week's Word of the Week announcements because we got some big ones last week and we're hoping for even more this and possibly next week i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah uh, but i think um hmm, looking at the the last announcement that we got we're waiting to hear about the british championship on monday the 12th of february i think so that's another possible announcement right there anyway we'll unpack this in the news and updates okay but that's just what's inspired this week's word of the week Okay, right. Well, after Word of the Week, we open the door to one of our favourite features here on the show, and that is Weekly Drone. Each and every week, we ask you guys what your thoughts and feelings are on the piping world in general, and we open a microphone for you to let us know your feelings, warts and all. And, yeah, 
I want to talk about Weekly Drone, but first of all, we're going to have to hear this week's drone, okay? So, let's welcome JD to the show. JD, what's this week's Weekly Drone, man? It's the Weekly Drone. Bring back the ball moral. Rab, we have seen bands evolving and going in full circle. Back in the day, everyone played skin bags. Then the synthetic bag came onto the market. And now, most top bands are back playing sheepskin again. Cane reeds were replaced by plastic ones. But again, most top bands and players are back on the cane. Pipe band socks used to be chunky, itchy, Aaron knit, off-white in color, and then most bands transitioned to pure white during the popcorn top era. And now, hardly any bands wear white socks. It's all dark gray, black, etc. In more recent years, we have seen the introduction of the tweed, or tartan cap, which I think the power were responsible for and others quickly followed suit with the quirky, smart fashion statement. So in my mind, it's only a matter of time until the Balmoral comes around as the headwear of choice for bands. I remember Uddingston used to wear them, as well as D-side ladies. This is the future. Watch this space. Ah, Weekly Droner. Yes, the evolution of pipe band fashion has been a bit of a topic. We've approached it once or twice here on the show. I think we did unpack that one time about uh, the choice of color socks. Uh, I did come from that era that you called the popcorn top era. Uh, Absolutely. That's when I first began in pipe bands and every band had white socks on. Uh, with those kind of popcorn top, as you mentioned there. Uh, But, yeah, I think that changed simply from a practicality standpoint. I don't know about you folks, but any of you who played on pipe bands back then with the white socks, they were an absolute nightmare to keep clean. (laughs) Well, at least for me, anyway. It seemed to be every competition I was coming home from, I was absolutely uh, bogging. As they say here in Northern Ireland, uh, yeah, my socks were absolutely stinking every time I brought home from a competition. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what was going on with those white socks, man, but yeah, they came home black most evenings. Anyway, so I think that was from a practicality standpoint, that coloured socks seemed to hide the dirt a lot better. And (laughs) they were easier washed and maintained, I guess. Uh, But anyway, your prediction about the Balmoral... um, I know a lot of solo players wear them. If you don't know what a Balmoral is, you can certainly have a search for it. But for me, it kind of looks like a flat uh, beret style. Uh, well, as we would say here in the UK, it's a bonnet, uh, right? It's aye, it, it's a jaunty bonnet, I guess. Uh, I know some solo players wear them. I don't know whether we'll see an entire pipe band wearing one. Don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that front. But yes, you're quite right. There were bands in the past that absolutely used to wear them. Uh, but yeah, whether we'll see that trend going forward, don't know. Honestly, don't know. Uh, but I don't know. The Glengarry is just so practical, I think, for pipe bands. And it's very smart looking as well. Uh, so I don't know. Will we see bands going from Glengarry's to Balmoral's? No idea. 
but it's a bold prediction. Uh, as for pipe band fashion, I would recommend, uh, if you are on Instagram, I think there is a, an account called the Pipe Band Fashion Police. Uh, where they <laughs> where they go through various outstanding pieces of pipe band fashion, and it does make for some interesting viewing. There's there's some bands out there that absolutely get it right, and you mentioned the tweed jackets and stuff there from Scottish Power. Yeah, I would agree on that front. That was such a smart look and looks really incredible. But then there is the flip side of it, and there's other bands out there that yeah perhaps don't get the the mix and match thing correct in my opinion. But there you go. Hey, we can all draw our own conclusions. We all have our own associated tastes with pipe band fashion, I guess. Uh, But here's the thing that I'm going to throw out there, right? Now, I don't know, late 70s used to be the case that every band had the brogues with the big silver buckles on them. Does anybody remember these? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that remembers them. Uh, But tartan socks and then brogues with big, big silver buckles on them. I vividly remember them. Uh, but yeah, very quickly they were replaced. Again, whether it was a practicality thing, don't know. But pipe band fashion, that's something we should possibly talk about here as a, on a future topic of the week. But it's an interesting weekly drone, no doubt. So thank you, weekly droner, for your bold prediction about the Balmoral. I guess we will have to mark your words. Will we see any bands wearing them this incoming season? I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But, hey, if you're correct, then hey, this could be absolutely be stuff. That rap got rock. Yeah, and I'll be willing to be wrong on that front. Good stuff. All right, so I did mention that I wanted to talk about Weekly Drone. Okay, this past week, we did get a number of Weekly Drones that we couldn't broadcast. Yeah, now... Let me explain. The reason why we couldn't broadcast these weekly drones is because they were squarely pointed at one person, at one organization, one band, one location, and there was definite identifying factors as to possibly who it came from, who it was aimed at, and all of that. And a lot of very crazy accusations were kind of, yeah, flung around, I guess. And, yeah... Mud flinging is not what Weekly Drone is for. Uh, So, we've mentioned it here before about Weekly Drone that yes, we will absolutely open the door to your commentary, thoughts and feelings, but we will draw the line of finger pointing and all sorts of crazy accusations. Uh, So, rather than get into that sort of murky water and pointing the finger and going, see that there over there? That's a terrible shock and shame over there and they should sort themselves out. Aye. Right? We're going to avoid all of that. Uh, so if you can voice your opinions in a way that does not, you know, I don't know, lead to scornful ridicule of a person, a place, an organization, a publication, a whatever. Okay, uh, that's where we draw the line with Weekly Drum. So I say that we have received a few of them. All sorts of craziness that we just couldn't broadcast, unfortunately. So, sorry to those weekly donors that did take the time to submit those. But, unfortunately, we can't broadcast them on the show for multiple different reasons. Uh, ourselves and the show can't stand over those words as being factual uh, and all of that because they point fingers and go, and see that guy is nothing but a bleep, 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 right? Or see that band, they're nothing but a bleep, bleep. Oh, you get the picture. All right? So, <laughs> that's not what weekly drones for. Uh, to land us in hot water but it's definitely there for you to share your thoughts and feelings moans and drones so you can go to our website thebigrabshow.com there's a big button at the top of the page 
Let us know your thoughts and feelings, warts and all. Or in this case, predictions about Balmorals. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we'll pass it to JD and he'll read it to us here on the show. There you are. So, that I hope that explains that as to why these weekly drones won't make it to air. Uh, so, if those weekly droners out there are listening right now are disappointed why their drone didn't make it to the show. That's the purpose. That's the reason that there was identifying factors in place that we couldn't broadcast. And there was definite finger pointing and accusations that we couldn't stand over. Hope that makes sense. All right. Editorial decision made right there. All right. Let's move on. Jeepers, I think we've covered a lot of ground already on the show. But we've got a lot more to unpack because you guessed it. It's time for What's the Crack? Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi, Rob. What's the crack this week? Rob, 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 what's the crack this week? Hey, Rob, what's the crack this week? Of course, we're going to talk about that announcement last week that dropped about the European Championships. We're going to unpack that a little bit more in the news and updates, so... Yeah. Plus, we've got a lot of other announcements from the world of solo snare drumming. We have details of the Intercontinental Championships and the brand new Adult Champion of Champions. We'll get into that. Also, we have further details on the RSPBA AGM, which is about to happen. Uh, we'll talk about that. People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate were in concert at Celtic Connections. We have to talk about that. The BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year competition was last week. We have to talk about that as well. And the Force Drum Major Display Team were out and about this past week as well. We'll talk about that performance too. And we've got a little bit of news as well of interest of bagpipers from Belfast Tradfest. And we'll get into that as well in all the news and updates. So, instead of delaying any further, let's just get right into all the news and updates, shall we? Whether you're performing in a parade, on the field, or on the grandest stage, our marching drums will be your trusted companion, lightweight, 
durable and crafted for maximum comfort. You'll feel the power of every beat without compromising your performance. With a wide range of sizes, styles and customizations, you can find the perfect drum to suit your unique needs and preferences. March with greatness, elevate your sound and create a lasting impact with the BDC Axial Snare Drum. Now's the time to stand out from the crowd and make your mark on the world with British Drum Company. Visit BritishDrumCo.com for information on all our marching drums. Unleash your true potential. Okay, time for all the news and updates. And one of the stories that we didn't mention in What's the Crack obviously has huge repercussions for one of our grade one big guns, St. Lawrence Atul. Yes, the bass drummer of St. Lawrence Atul, John. John Dunn has actually announced his retirement from the band. Wow. Now, this came as a huge shock, I guess, to myself personally, and I think the most of the pipe band world as well, because John has been there at St. Lawrence Atul for nearly 40 years. Since 1986, he's been in that role as the heartbeat of St. Lawrence Atul. And I'm sure you'll all agree when I say this, he's become synonymous with that St. Lawrence O'Toole sound. His unique touch and style that he brought to the music there at St. Lawrence is just quintessential John Donne. And he's become really quite famous as a result of it for bringing that musical flair to the St. Lawrence O'Toole sound. This announcement from John about his retirement from St. Lawrence O'Toole It is kind of bittersweet. It's bitter because we're going to miss John and his incredible music, of course. But it's also sweet from the point of view of us as piping fans because now we're in the business of trying to find out who is going to fill those mighty big brogues. (laughs) Now, we haven't had that announcement just yet. We are waiting with bated breath. Who's going to get this job as the bass drummer of St. Lawrence Atul, which will be a massive, massive job. I... Do not envy anyone who has to stand in those brogues. Because uh, John, as I said, has been there for 40 years and has absolutely made that role his own. And this could absolutely change the unique style and feel of music that St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band have produced over those 40 years. So from all of us here on the Big Rab Show team, we want to send on our best wishes to John and, of course, his wife Veronica, all the family circle, and to everyone there at St. Lawrence Atul, who I have no doubt will miss John dearly in that role. However, we are keenly excited to see who's going to be stepping in there and lifting the big mixer with them. So who will be the new heartbeat of St. Lawrence Atul? We don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that front. Uh, Yeah, once the announcement drops of who the new bass drummer will be, then rest assured, we'll be all across it and we'll let you folks know here on the pod. That's going to be incredibly exciting. Yeah. Uh, Now, we've mentioned it here in the show before that a bass drummer is such an important role within a pipe band. It can absolutely change the entire musical voice, as we've just mentioned. So this could be a new direction musically for St. Lawrence Atul, now that such an icon has decided to step away and retire. Uh, So we will wait with bated breath to see how this story develops, but it could mean a massive change at St. Lawrence Atul, and I cannot wait to see what they bring musically. Yeah, for the, for that matter, I have to say, the St. Lawrence Atul are actually going to be in concert. That kind of, yeah, is that a perfect segue right there? 
<laughs> Almost perfect. Uh, yeah, 27th of April in the Aberdeen Music Hall. Thanks to Bucksburn and District Pipe Band, St. Lawrence Tool will be on stage at their concert called Inspired 24. Yeah, so if you are anyway curious as to what they're going to be doing musically, that will be the first opportunity, I believe, to go and see St. Lawrence Tool firsthand. So... That's going to be worth the price of admission right there. If you are curious to get tickets, then you can contact any member of Bucksburn and District, or you can go to the Aberdeen Music Hall box office and grab tickets now. Yeah, that's going to be such a great opportunity to see St. Lawrence Atul, uh, yeah, with potentially a brand new bass drummer. Yeah, interesting stuff. So there you go, just a shameless plug for the concert. That's going to be such a great opportunity to see St. Lawrence in action uh, with potentially a new drummer. So that, yeah. Such an interesting story. So, best wishes, John. Thank you for the music. It's been so entertaining listening to you over the past 40 years. Uh, yeah, this will be a huge change. Oh, All right, let's talk about that new story that I just mentioned there about Belfast Tradfest. There is an upcoming solo competition, uh, but that is an invitational, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, the lineup has already been confirmed. But an upcoming solo competition as part of Belfast Tradfest, and the prize will be the opportunity to represent Ireland at the 2024 McCrimmon Trophy. Yeah, in Lorient Festival. So this is all going to be held on the 25th of February in the Deer's Head Pub. Yeah, I was at it last year. Such a great event. And Alistair Donaghy actually won the event last year. Uh, so let's look at the competitors, shall we? Yeah, we had uh, Scott Wallace. We had Alan Glenholms. Alistair Donaghy, as I just mentioned, Reese Doherty and Sean Maloney will all be juking it out for that opportunity. So if you are anyways curious, then you can go and check out Belfast Tradfest. Uh, they've announced various different workshops and stuff for pipers as well on Highland Pipes, Small Pipes, and then this competition as well. Uh, so tons for to enjoy actually that uh, tons of trad music tons of bagpiping lo- loads of great stuff so yeah shout out to belfast trad fest looking forward to this competition 25th of february in the deer's head pub in belfast there you go okay as mentioned we were talking about the force and they yeah i think they were out this past week the entire force display team put on quite a decent performance i have to say at a Burns night in Balamoney. Now, thankfully, Adrian Smitten there, a big Rab Show team, he managed to film the entire thing. Uh, we have uploaded that clip to our YouTube channel. So if you are curious to see what the Force are up to, then go and check it out. But, yeah, to have a drum major display team to begin with is quite unique. But this is so, so cool. I would urge you, if, even if you're not a fan of drum majoring, go and have a watch at this. The Force are doing some real creative things drum majoring-wise. It's definitely worthy of a watch. So, shout out to the Force. We're in action at a Burns Night Supper in Balamoney Town this past week. And, yeah, we are looking forward to seeing more from the Force. We are aware that they have quite a number of gigs coming up. We mentioned one there earlier, but the children's, uh, the kids with cancer charity night. Uh, raising money for the Children's Cancer Centre in Belfast. Uh, yeah, they'll be at that, plus a load of other performances all throughout next year. Apparently, they're going to be very busy uh, with performances all across. So, if you are curious... Shout out to The Force. Go and have a look at that on social media and, of course, on our YouTube channel. We've shared out that performance as well. So well done to everyone there at The Force and at that Burns Supper in Balamoney. It seemed to be a great night. Yeah. 
Okay, briefly mentioned there earlier in What's the Crack about the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year competition. And we do know that John Doe, good friend of the show actually, uh, was competing at this in the final. Now, I managed to tune in and listen to it on BBC Radio Scotland. I was absolutely glued. Uh, I think it will be broadcast later on telly. Uh, So I am interested in tuning in and catching that whole thing. But at Celtic Connections, this is one of the biggest events that they host. And I have to say... Yeah, full congratulations to John Dew, who played an absolute blinder. However, he didn't win. Yeah. The winner this year was Callum McElroy. Yeah, who I believe was a mandolin player and vocalist as well. So very, very interesting music. There's, I have to say, full credit to John Dew, who, I don't know, from a piping point of view, just absolutely tore the stage up, man. It was fantastic. Such a great set. And uh, that's not an easy thing to do to compete in this competition, I have to say. The eyes of the trad world are definitely on you. And, uh, yeah, it can be quite a high-pressure moment. But, yeah, shout-out to John, who, yeah, flew the flag for bagpipers quite well, I have to say. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, John. Uh, but, yeah, full congratulations to our winner of the competition, Callum McElroy. You can go to BBC Radio Scotland's page and check out his performance, and you can go and listen back to the entire competition, for that matter. It was all broadcast live on BBC Radio Scotland. So, yeah. Our Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year winner of 2024, Callum McElroy. Good stuff. Well done. Okay, well, talking about Celtic Connections, let's talk about that concert. Okay? <laughs> oh, I have heard so many reports from it, and I deeply regret not being able to go. Unfortunately, I had to work. I couldn't get. Uh, but yeah, the 3rd of February, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate hit the stage for what's affectionately called the Lunchtime Concert at Celtic Connections in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. Yeah, our current world champions took to the stage, and man, did they tear it up. That there's tons of videos and stuff and little clips that people cheekily managed to grab. Uh, I think there was warnings at the beginning of the show that you weren't allowed to film. Um, but uh, yeah, I think everybody who had a phone managed to grab at least one clip. And we've done our best to share out every part of it that we've managed to find. Uh, so shout out to People's Ford, Balkan and Bathgate. One of the medley performances that I really seem to enjoy uh, was uh, kicked off with Joanna's Hornpipe. I think, and that, well, what I remember it for is the closing tune, of course, the Glasgow City Police Pipers. Such a good medley run. And yeah, and the, the drum salute as well from Kerr McQuillan and the guys. Wow. I, I don't know, man. It's just, some of the video footage from this lunchtime concert was just outstanding, I have to say. A huge well done to everyone there at People's Ford, Ball, Colin, Bathgate. What a show. And also, a huge shout out to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland as well, who were also on stage. At Celtic, and man, what, what's going on with those young kids? They're so good, man. Oh, I don't know if I was able to play to that standard at such a young age. Goodness knows where I would have been now. You know, I wouldn't have been sitting here talking about piping and drumming. I would have been, I don't know, multiple world champion, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Wow, what a show! And yeah, to People's Ford, Balcon and Bathgate, full credit to you. At Celtic Connections, what an incredible show. I've heard tons of great reports. And I believe, I believe that Two Coats Productions were also there with their cameras and all of that. And there may well be a professionally shot video from this concert available soon. I don't know. That's just rumor. But yeah, from hearing from people who were in the crowd, they were saying, Hi, Rob. Those Two Coats production boys were there filming all over the place. Is there going to be a YouTube thing? 
I've no idea, no clue. But yeah, unsolicited reports saying that there was cameras and the thing was filmed. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But if you are curious, uh, we have shared out the links and stuff to all the photographs and videos and things from the show as best we can, uh, as many as we've managed to trace so far. Um, But uh, yeah, I think people were warned not to film. And uh, yeah, those people who did, thank you, uh, because now we're able to enjoy those clips online. Uh, A good number of the band themselves have actually shared them out. (laughs) They're really enjoyable. Uh, But um, yeah, don't be going breaking rules like that, you know. You cheeky lot. You cheeky lot. All right, let's fly on. Another news story. But yeah, full congrats to uh, everyone there at People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate. What a show. What a show. It bodes well, actually, ahead of the Kids with Cancer Charity Night that's coming up in March. I can't wait to see what they're going to bring to the the stage in Cookstown, man. Wow. Anyway, (laughs) that's ahead of us, I guess. Okay, now we mentioned, of course, earlier our word of the week is announcements and there's been tons of announcements recently from rspba so let's get into them the first one i kind of want to unpack a little bit is the agm is fast approaching yeah the 9th of march is when it's scheduled it's going to be happening at 11 a.m uk time on the 9th of march now what makes this one interesting is because it has been agreed that it's going to be a hybrid meeting Yeah, so there's no excuse not to attend, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, so this decision was taken by the board of directors to make it hybrid, uh, to allow as many members as possible to attend, and that's what their statement says here. Uh, So, yeah, the attendance at the AGM is open to your band secretary or a proxy. Uh, So, yeah, the one thing they kind of put out here, and I have to delve into, is that this is available to all bands who have their membership fees fully paid. Okay, RSPBA, all right. Okay, if you have your fees fully paid, the door is open. Come on in, you can attend our AGM. If you haven't paid your fees, however, uh uh-uh, nope, you're not getting in, you're not taking part in the AGM, no voting rights, nothing like that. Yeah, so my advice to you right now is to, number one, Contact your band secretary and say, Hi, (laughs) AGM is happening. 9th of March, you need to attend. And if not you, someone else, someone from your band needs to be represented at this meeting. All right? I cannot stress that enough for a multitude of reasons. And we'll get into that as well. Uh, But yeah, AGM this year is going to be huge for multiple reasons. And my advice to you is tell your band secretary that the details for the AGM have been announced and they should already have those details of how to either attend in person at RSPBA HQ or the details for when you can join on Zoom. There should be a link and everything already set up for you. This is available for bands who have paid their fees. If your band hasn't paid their fees, maybe now is the time, as well as your late pay penalty charge, (laughs) and then you'll get your invitation and then yeah because this meeting is going to be incredibly important as you may have you know noticed last week we talked about this of course we had the incredibly sad news of the passing away of john hughes who of course was the deputy chair we now recently just heard about the resignation of colin mulhern and he will be stepping away as chief exec of the association he will be there apparently according to rumor uh, that he'll be there for an elongated period of time until such time as they can appoint someone else to replace him that could be anything from six months to 12 months this will be a huge meeting 
for a multitude of reasons, including the filling of potentially huge roles within RSPBA. Yeah. So if you are anyways inclined and interested in the associations and its dealings and the future of the piping scene, our recommendation to you is to make sure your band is represented and attending this meeting. It's on the 9th of March, 11 a.m. UK time and is available in a hybrid model. So you don't just have to travel all the way to Glasgow and walk in through the door. You can tune in from your living room and your slippers if you want to. There you go. So that announcement is out there. And take our recommendation if you can, folks. This is this is a huge meeting. Huge, huge meeting. All right. Let's fly on. We have another announcement. Uh, well, can we get into the one from last week? All right. The, the announcement that dropped on the 31st, just as we were recording last week's podcast. Yeah. I'm going to read it again for you. (laughs) This time, hopefully a little bit calmer than when I last read it. Uh, So it says, over the last 12 months, we have reached out to over 100 contacts that included councils, private entities and individuals with regards to them hosting a major championship in 2024 and beyond. Now, that one paragraph, the last time I read this, I just sort of glanced over it and just went straight into, right, where's the next competition? But that first paragraph there kind of lays waste to a lot of the speculation that had been out in the pipe and seen this last while. We had talked about it here on the show, about why RSPBA aren't reaching out to the likes of private companies or, you know, event organizers for that matter, uh, whose job it is to organize the likes of big music festivals and things like that. Why aren't RSPBA reaching out to them? Uh, well, last week I glanced over this, this week I'm not. And yeah, this first paragraph makes yeah complete sense that, well, the RSPBA are now telling us that they have reached out to over 100 contacts within councils, but also private entities and individuals and asking them about their ability to host a major championship. Now, that is interesting. Now, as to how that, you know, has it borne fruit, I guess, you know, will we see a result of all of these contacts? Uh I guess we'll have to wait and see because that paragraph does finish with in 2024 and beyond. So we may well see future events possibly hosted by private entities such as promoters, event organizers, things like that. We'll have to wait and see on that front. It goes on. It also says we're indebted to Western Bartonshire Council and Glasgow Life for promoting the Scottish and the World Pipe Band Championship. That's a given. We mentioned that last week. Uh, So we knew that was the case. Uh, Right. The next one. I am pleased to announce that we have secured the Euros, the European Championship, to be held in Perth on the South Inch on Sunday the 11th of August. We are also in the final stages of negotiations regarding the UK Championships and expect to conclude these negotiations by the end of next of this week, which was last week. Uh, so we are, yeah, so those negotiations for the UK Championships by now would have concluded, but... We have yet to hear the detail on the UKs, all right? Hasn't been announced anywhere. At the point of me recording this, I have to stress, um, <laughs> that's not to say whenever I hit publish that an announcement will happen. Uh, so anyway, we're waiting to hear about the UKs. Haven't heard anything yet, but we expect that the negotiations have finished and we're hoping for an announcement soon. Uh, but let's unpack the European Championships a little bit, shall we? Yeah, they're happening in Perth. Now, that's fine. Perth is actually a cracking good venue. We're looking forward to getting there, actually. I've been to Perth a number of times. 
great place and plenty of possible venues as well. So I'm not quite familiar with the South South Inch where it's supposed to be. I don't think I've actually been there, uh, but hey, I, I'm aware of the Perth area. Tons of great space. Uh, so the, the fact that the competition is number one on the 11th of August, the Sunday before Worlds Week. Yeah, so there's two things to unpack there. Number one, it's on the 11th, so right smack bang before Worlds Week. Eesh, that's quite tight to the big one. So can you imagine going to this competition on the 11th of August and getting absolutely soaked in the rain? Imagine standing there competing for the European Championships in an absolute deluge, for example, and then having to dry out your instruments during one of the most important weeks of the year, during piping live and all of it, and then having to yeah hit the competitive field the following weekend to juke it out for a world title. So the timing is quite tight here. That's been up for debate online, as you can imagine. There's been a lot of commentary online on social media saying, why is it so close to the world? But also, what's been in the the commentary as well is Sunday. Yeah, competitions here in the UK normally happen on a Saturday. Now, I'm aware that in Scotland that a lot of the minor competitions in the domestic calendar do take place on Sundays. And this does seem to be the case, that Perth was a minor competition. However, it's now decided that it's no longer a minor, it's now a major. Uh, So, yeah, that transformation from minor to major is a big deal, but the day itself has not changed. It's still going to be on the Sunday. And its position in the calendar with being so close to the World Championships, it may pose some difficulties for bands travelling from both Northern Ireland or from Ireland in general or even from further afield. Well, granted, I do know that a good number of international bands will probably already be in the UK by that time, and a good number of our international bands will absolutely grab this opportunity to compete at the Euros, absolutely. But our folks here in Ireland and Northern Ireland who would normally nip across on a quick cheeky flight over on the Thursday, or a ferry for that matter, on the Thursday evening or whatever, yeah, it's normally... You know, two or three days off work and then you're back home again. And yeah, normal life can continue. Back to work and back to paying the mortgage, I guess. Well, this may not be the case this time. Because if Northern Irish or Irish bands decide to nip across the Irish Sea to compete at the European Championships, will it be cost effective to actually come home again? Yeah, so whenever you're out there on the Sunday before Worlds, you may as well just stay in Scotland. And enjoy all of Pipe and Live Week. And, uh, yeah, then take up the competition for the Worlds. So, yeah, there's been a lot of commentary online about this. About the travel arrangements for the Europeans, hotels available, and the difficulties possibly faced by Irish bands. That's a very interesting dynamic there. But I guess if your band is keen to compete at the Euros and you want those champion champion titles, then that's just the necessary evil that's just what you have to do rspba have done what they can to pull it out of the bag here's a competition folks and yeah there are still people complaining i guess Uh, but yeah those complaints aside travel difficulties aside calendar difficulties aside it's just good to see another major championship in the calendar all right now i got stupidly excited about this news story last week for good reason it's just so good to see that this working group that was formed to address the problem of only two majors 
Um, it's great to see that, the, yeah, there's actual fruit from their labor here. This is fantastic. So the statement that they got last week says, We are, of course, conscious that our member bands need to make travel arrangements, so we will inform you without delay of any outcome. Perfect. They go on to say, We are also in talks about the British Championships and will announce the outcome on Monday 12th, February. There you go. Uh, so there's also a bit of a noted thank you to the board of directors for all of their efforts in making these major championships happen. So, yeah, shout out to Kevin Riley. Honestly, this statement shows clear and open communication with the membership and an acknowledgement that travel arrangements are needed, <laughs> which was huge. Uh, so, yeah, I'm so glad to see this open communication. I hope it continues. Uh, I would like to see more of it, you know. Uh, but yeah, we're still waiting on announcements on the UKs and the British. All right, so don't go start booking travel arrangements just yet. I do know there's bands out there doing it for the UKs and the British. Don't start doing that yet. But yes, absolutely. Make your plans for Dumbarton, for the Scottish, for the Worlds, obviously. And now we can start making plans for the Euros. If your band does decide to compete at the Europeans, on you go. You now have your date in the calendar. Absolutely. Right. Let's get into another bit of a news announcement. We did talk about this briefly in What's the Crack. There's been a lot of moving and shaking in the adult solo snare drumming world. Yeah. Now, we mentioned this on a previous show about the Metro Cup. It's going to be the RSPBA Intercontinental Adult Snare Drumming Championship. Which is not easy to say, but this is a world's solo pre-qualifying event, which makes this quite important. So, this, yeah, event at the Metro Cup is... Yeah, it's all guns blazing. We now have the draw for the Metro Cup for the adult solo snare drumming. That's just around the corner. So Saturday 17th of February is when it all takes place. And let's look at the order of play, shall we? We have Michael O'Rourke. Yes, from New York Metro. We have Gordon Bell from uh, Ken Muir Pipe Band. Uh, we have William Pastor as well from Ken Muir Pipe Band. We have Derek Cooper as well from Ulster Scottish. Uh, we have Eric McNeil from the city of Dunedin. We have Blair Beaton from the 78th Fraser Highlanders. Wesley Cole from the 78th Fraser Highlanders. Uh, we also have Alex Cudell. Uh, from Macmillan Pipe Band, we have Kyle uh, Wardell as well from the 70th Fraser Highlanders. A lot of 78th boys are competing at this. Good stuff. Uh, we also have Kerr McQuillan, who's making the trip across. Uh, so there you go. Lead tipper of People's Ford. Taking the trip all the way to New Jersey uh, from People's Ford to juke it out in this competition. And then right after Kerr, we have Stephen McWhorter. Yep, Stephen McWhorter is making the trip to the Metro Cup uh, with, from Inverarian District, of course. We also have Miles Bennington from Carnegie Mellon uh, University Pipe Band, and we have Scott Fletcher from Inverary as well. Yeah, so that's such a huge lineup. 13 drummers in total, and they're all going to be juking it out for that world's pre qualification spot. Yeah, so yes, this competition is going to be held in New Jersey in the United States, but. The the joy about this, I have to say, it's great to see that those folks traveling internationally, especially here from the UK, to play at this in the hope to be pre-qualified for the Worlds, that tells you just how important that pre-qualification spot is. Whenever you're seeing the likes of our current champion, Kerry McQuillan, in there, and of course, Stephen McWhorter as well, Scott Fletcher for that matter too, a lot of big names from the UK heading over there to juke it out for that pre-qualified spot. So good luck to everyone there. So that's the Metro Cup going to be taking place on the 17th of February. And uh, yeah, it's now known as the RSPBA Intercontinental Adult Snare Drumming Championship. 
which will be a part of it, of the Metro Cup. So there you are. So shout out to Yusbaba and everyone there at the Metro Cup organizing committee. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting development there. Now, not also, also is the Metro Cup going to be kicking things off in the adult snare drumming world. Uh, yeah, we got an announcement from RSPBA telling us about this brand new title. Yeah, called the new Adult Solo Snare Drumming Champion of Champions title. Yeah, so this is quite similar to the bands, actually. Uh, so how it's all calculated as well. Uh, so I'm going to read this statement in full because it kind of does give you the blow-by-blow on how it all works. So at the 2023 World Solo Drumming Prize given, it was announced that this yeah, incoming season there will be a new Adult Solo Snare Drumming Champion Challenge title and it's been approved at the Board of Directors. So competitions on this circuit includes the Intercontinental Solos that we just talked about there, hosted by Yuspaba. We also have the Scottish Solo Snare Drumming, of course, that's hosted by the Lothian and Borders branch. We also have the British Solo Drumming Championship, that's hosted by the Glasgow West of Scotland branch. Uh, we also have the UKs, which is hosted by the, the Northern Ireland branch, the UK solo drumming. We have the European solo drumming, and that's Dundee, Perth and Angus branch. Uh, we have the Oceana solo drumming branch, and that's solo drumming championship, sorry. And that's being hosted by the RNZ PBA. So, yeah, the New Zealanders are in there. There you go, hosting one as well. Uh, we have the Pacific Rim solo drumming championship. Yeah, that's going to be hosted by the BCPA. There you go. And then also we have the World Solo Drumming Championships themselves, of course. The big one hosted in October by the RSPBA themselves. So, as a result, the highest number of points totaled over all of these eight championship circuit competitions. Yeah, and you'll be doled out a prize. So, that really is a huge attraction then for all of these eight solo drumming events. And, uh, yeah, will we see more big guns in the adult solo snare drumming world now? taking part in this quite international circuit, which ranges all the way from the United States to New Zealand and all across. So that's going to be really interesting to see how this now develops. Yeah, so no doubt we'll be keeping across this and results from all of these solo drumming events, but eight in total, and we'll definitely be keeping across that. And uh, yeah, good luck to any solo drummer out there who does want to be crowned as champion of champions. That's quite a prestigious award, I would argue. So for more information, of course, you can go to the RSPBA website. They've put the full detail up there, uh, along with uh, announcements on their social media as well. So all of that information is up there now. You can read it at your leisure. And uh, yeah, good luck to all you adult snare drummers out there. Yeah. Okay, so before we wrap it up with everything from this week's news and updates, I did want to give another shameless plug. All right, far be it from me to do shameless plugs. But anyway, <laughs> that's all I seem to do. I have to give a mention again to St. Lawrence Tool. Now, we mentioned on a previous show way last year that they were selling their drums. Yes, those iconic kind of pinky purple and silver colored drums that have won countless big rab show awards now at this point for coolest drums yeah st lawrence atul are now selling them yeah so if you are curious and would like to grab them then now's your opportunity i do think that window was closing however uh there was an announcement just today uh from stephen Crichton. actually he was telling people right the door's closed, and if you want these drums, come and get them now. Uh, so there's 13 uh, HTS 800 snares. Uh, there's also seven tenors as well uh, from a range of sizes, I guess, from 20-inch, 18, and 16. Uh, so, yeah, you know the score. And also the 28-inch the, the uh, bass drum as well. Uh, now, the cases are not being sold with these, so you might have to get your own cases. But you know these drums. Absolutely, you know them. If you know St. Lawrence Tool at all, these drums are, yeah, they're absolutely incredible. They're a big Rab Show Award winner. Come on, of coolest drums, like two or three years in a row. 
absolutely. <laughs> so if you are interested in grabbing this cool set of drums, now's your opportunity. All right? Contact anyone in St. Lawrence at all, uh, pipe on through their socials, or you can reach out to Stephen Crichton as well, uh, direct on his, and I'm sure he'll uh, get you sorted out. There you are. So just wanted to throw that in there. Big shameless plug for St. Lawrence at all, who are selling that iconic set of drums. Yeah, there's your opportunity. Okay. Right, well, there's probably... Loads of other news stories that I just didn't get into this week, but I think I shouldn't delay any further. And yeah, we should move on to this week's topic. But if there is something that we have glaringly missed this week, then please do let us know. As always, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, I have to say, once I hit the publish button on this week's show, any announcement that happened after that fact, then hey, we'll do our best to catch up next week. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on. You guessed it. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. I have to say, that cup of tea was well-received, indeed. (laughs) Right, now, you might have guessed by the title of this week's episode who exactly we're talking to. Now, Sebastian tells us about just how small the piping world has become due to the power of technology. Uh, But this is quite an international story. And I'm going to let Sebastian introduce himself, first of all, for anyone anyone out there who doesn't know who he is. Um, But this is such an interesting story about how Sebastian, who's based in South Africa, can truly uh, engage internationally with the bagpiping world. Uh, thanks to the power of technology, I guess, and where, you know, learning playing tunes in your bedroom can absolutely turn out to be something massive, and you could be playing on some of the world's biggest stages. So, yeah, this is a very interesting topic this week, so let's get into it. Let's welcome Sebastian to the show. So, welcome to the podcast. Sebastian, how are you, sir? Are you well? Yeah, I am absolutely terrific. I feel great. Great. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Ah, no problem. Well, first of all, I'd, I'd like to introduce yourself to people. For those of you who don't know who Sebastian is, tell us who you are and your background in piping and drumming. 
so for the time being, for uh, right now, current me, uh, I'm a, I would say a full-time pipe band drummer and pipe band drumming instructor. Mm. Right? I teach at Benoni High. Benoni is a little town just outside of the skirts of Johannesburg, which is a little more well-known of a place in South Africa. So I teach the school there, Benoni High. In fact, good oh, you're school. wearing one of those shirts. Nice. I've got to wrap it. I've got to wrap it. So <laughs> I'm teaching the school there, Benoni High, and I'm also the lead drummer for Benoni McTella. I see. Uh, what has been great is uh, I, I finally got into the grade one scene, and I'm playing for Auckland and District Pipe Band as well. That's right. Just at last year's Worlds. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What an experience. <laughs> yep. I have to unpack that all with you too. Uh, but you were also involved in the Lorient Festival as well. I believe you were there too at that. How did that go? Yes. Oh, that's a whole lot of fun. Hard work, <laughs> work but fun. If, if, I, if I'm, I just might finish, uh, I forgot one thing about myself. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, I'm also a online drumming instructor with James Lachlan's in a circle. Yes. And that is also a huge deal, a huge deal in my drumming. Absolutely. I was going to ask you questions about the inner circle. I'm glad you mentioned that. But I do want to ask you about Lorient, though. I've heard so many stories about the Lorient Festival. And so you were there with Auckland and District. Is that right? Yeah, I was. I was. It was great. Uh, the pipe major for uh, my local band, Bernoni Mactella, uh, his name is Rob Dutoy. And he's a lifetime member of Auckland and District. And that's that little connection there. Mm. And uh, wow, Lorient is. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because the first word that comes to my mind is organized, super organized. Wow. Organized. Okay. That's the first I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. maybe in contrast to what I'm compared to you in South Africa, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> organized. But I mean, the, because like what would happen is when you get to Lawrence, you have a, a tag you have around your wrist mm-hmm. and that has like a bunch of points on it for, you know, free beers as well. Can't go Ooh, wrong there. Nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And they have yeah. a cafeteria as well that you can get uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Right. Click in, get your food. I it's really see. Brand. Oh, so wow. I love that idea. Yeah, that, that part of the festival was super organized. And uh, okay. I did mention super fun, but also hard work. Uh, I think every night uh, the band and multiple bands were required to play at the big finale and that oh. would go on for about, I'd say, two to two and a half hours. Uh, that's wow. including the warm-up and making sure everyone's there on time, getting yeah. into the stadium as well, and just, uh, you know, having a great time. It's a big operation then. With that amount of people to arrange as well, as you say, you would need to be coordinated and organized. So there you go. Yeah, I am so curious about Lorient. I've always wanted to go. So yeah, it's on my list of places I definitely have to get to. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a definite. Eh? I, I'm very fortunate that I got to get there quite early, and that is out of my whole trip mm. with the to the worlds. Lorient is actually the highlight. Wow, it, it's on there a whole other level. It's on a whole other level. <laughs> there you are. So, well, I have to ask. Obviously, you're based in South Africa. How is there you know, the piping and drumming scene there in South Africa? We know very little about it. How did you get involved in the scene? First of all. So, very ironically, I got into the school and I was just pushed and told to go into drumming. All right. right. And that's it. You had no choice. <laughs> yeah. So, I walked in at the piping 
Uh, the pipers were full of people. The midsection was full of people. So like, no, we need a snare drummer. Come here. There so, you go. You got I mean, the, the job. History, really. <laughs> <laughs> to think that uh, my journey like this could be, how do I say, started from just something as meager as that. There but I started at the school. I was uh, put into into pipe and drumming, snare drumming especially. And you wouldn't believe this, but in my first year, I had six different tutors. Wow, <laughs> six in one year? Oof. Six in one year. It was like, a, I don't know, people's lives, you know, they, they changed trying to make mm. time for for instructing. Uh, as And as you might uh, think, pipe band is not really a massive thing in South Africa. Yeah. So to to get tutors to commit out of their day to come to practices and to teach a multitude of students, that was quite a, how do I say, a challenge mm. when I first started for the band. Yeah. I, I could see that. Uh, but after that first year of getting, I, I, I don't like to put a negative spin on it. It's always positive in my eyes. Six different tutors, six different perspectives. That's it. And six different styles and, and that as well. Styles. Yeah. You could you could say, oh, but you couldn't you couldn't choose one. I was mm. like, no. I learned from all of them. There you go. Yeah. And it was in my, my second year that uh I went from novice mm-hmm. and I went to play with the grade two band Benoni Mactella. And that was huge pressure on me. Uh the Mactella was uh, a a very well known band here. And in fact, they might be fairly well known overseas. Uh, oh, in two thousand and nine, they were the only, and still are the only band to have won the world championships from South Africa. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, definitely a claim to fame there for sure. Uh, so yes. yeah, they are quite well known internationally, absolutely. Uh, but there's quite a number of bands from South Africa that also carry quite a bit of fame uh, around the globe. I guess so. Yeah. We are aware of the competitive scene there. But we're just not sure you know, just how popular it is. And, you know, is there huge crowds comes to competitions? Um, you know, but how do you find the competition experience there in South Africa? The, the, I think the competitions, even though the numbers may be much lower than overseas, are taken with the utmost seriousness. Mm. We, the bands who compete, we love to compete. We're always out on the field. And uh, like the school bands, super competitive. Uh, last year was a, a real, like a tight top three fighting for the first place. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily my band just edged it out. <laughs> I get to put that to my to my name as well. Getting the South African National Championship. What an honor. But it's really tight, uh, I must say. We don't have a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of bands, a lot of people. Mm. So in our grading system, actually... We have novice and juvenile grade four. We only have the the one section per mm-hmm. grade. Uh, we don't have A's and B's. We just have grade four, grade three, and yes. we cap off at grade two. That's our premier level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there it's very competitive. Competitive with all of them. I have to say, I have to comment on the rivalry. Uh, I am aware of some very keen rivalries between some of the school bands, in particular. I, I think. You take a lot of pleasure in defeating your rival, I guess. But what I've noticed is that, yes, you guys are rivals and you're competing against each other, but you're also helping each other as well quite a lot. Have you found that in the scene? Yes, yeah. Uh, The people that are involved with the pipe band around the country, 
we are so dedicated to getting it bigger and bigger and bigger and better that we always drive that home. Mm. And a hundred percent, we 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 try to create masterclasses for the whole of South Africa to benefit. And that's tutors and drummers from and pipers, of course, can't forget them. Even though, yeah, I know <laughs> we're drummers sitting here talking. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just everyone coming from different bands. Just all the solid goal of getting pipe band community in South Africa bigger mm. and better. Absolutely. Well, you've now ventured outside of South Africa. We mentioned you playing in Auckland and District. How did you find the World Championships last year? Did you enjoy it? Enjoying it is an understatement. <laughs> so, at least from my perspective, when you're in South Africa and you really enjoy pipe band, whatever age level, it's it's kind of like the, the biggest thing to even go to Scotland, let alone compete. Yeah. Just to, to witness all the bands that uh, you you're exposed to only online, really. Mm. That's your that's the biggest amount of exposure you get is oh my goodness, 14 snares. That's a that's a <laughs> that's like a fever dream, yeah. <laughs> but checking out how many how big the bands are, how great they sound, how well they play together. It's it's so professional, honestly. It's it's really, it was a huge dream of mine. Like ever since I started drumming, my first three months to six months, I was, I was hooked. Mm. And it was always in my mind like, oh, that's where I'm going to go. That's where I'm going to go. That was I, the I, goal. One day, yeah. go there. And, you know, I got, last year, I, it was, I was so happy because I, I got to, I got to go. I didn't let my, my 14-year-old self down. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say, Sebastian, you achieved it, but then, you know, you kind of went past that because, you know, walking into that grade one arena is not an experience that every player gets or has. And you managed to experience that firsthand. What was it like with all the cameras, the big screens and all of the eyes of the piping world on you? Are you nervous? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> of course I was nervous. I was, I was shaking. The the first performance, uh, you know, I knew what I had to do, and uh, playing was not the the unfamiliar part. Even the, the circle yeah. itself and the the event has so much grandeur to it, and it's like you just you feel that pressure regardless. Mm. But walking walking into the circle, I felt like a wave of nervousness, and all my goals that I set for myself, I chucked them out the window. I was like, okay, <laughs> next set. Next set, I'm gonna try not be nervous. <laughs> so, right. so the Friday and the Saturday, it was literally every set. I'm gonna try and be as calm and composed as possible. Mm. And I, I, I ended up get to playing my final medley on Saturday with a really calm mind and just enjoying the music that we created. Excellent, yeah. And a lot of folk have talked about the mental side of the game this last while, especially this past year or two. Uh, but yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that, that you were shaking because there's so many players that we chat to and they go, oh no, I was fine. I was totally confident. But you're displaying that you're human, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, I have to ask then, you were also competing uh, as a solo player in the UK championships, uh, the UK solos. How did you find the solo drumming experience? The Well, the solos, I take solos very seriously. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I've, I've, managed to work really hard and win a fair fair amount of titles here in South Africa. And on top of just playing in the Worlds, 
I really want to push that I want to become a world champion. Mm. And to go into the solos, something that I would say I'm fairly comfortable over here, because I take that so seriously. Mm. Playing against these, again, these names that I've only witnessed online. Like, I know these guys. They don't know me. <laughs> I know them. I've heard them plenty of times. And to go and play in that event, regardless of my placing, it was, wow, a, a huge game changer. Yeah. One of the things was I was uh, I wanted to see how they pronounce my surname. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I have not pronounced your surname up until now, but we're going to try it here. Is it uh, Pottinger? No? <laughs> no, no, no. No, completely wrong? It's, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Put me out of a misery. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so, pronounce my surname. It's pot, mm-hmm. like a little pot. E. It's just like a little E, but with the <laughs> to it. Pot oh. Or that we roll our R's in Afrikaans. Potty tur. Potty Yeah. Yeah. No. Almost. Almost. It's like, a, <laughs> have you ever had something in the back of your throat and you just want to like get it uh, out? Yeah. I get you. I am terrible at pronouncing names, so apologies. There you go. I think uh, I'll, just, I'll just continue calling you Sebastian. There you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, first of all, I have to ask you then about your work with the Inner Circle. Uh, you were talking about your involvement there with James and all of the, the amazing work that he's been doing there. How did you get tied in with that? You know, first of all, did you just discover it and decided to have yeah. a go? Uh, my my instructor from Benoni McTella, we worked really tight together to get drumming and get McTella up as a standard really and he discovered it he found it and he was like this this is pretty cool you want to you want to help on this with me it's like sure and this was pre-covid mm. i believe this is when i discovered i mean like but when i say pre-covid i mean a month before yeah <laughs> and as soon as i discovered it everything hit the fan as we all remember mm-hmm. but you know i would not have been a grade one drummer without james's influence Oh my god! I can yeah. wholeheartedly say that. Real content, mm. insane pieces of content, videos, lessons, all the time. It's like a, like I would say, a fever dream. It's like you're taking a look at all these free online videos you see on YouTube, and it's like that's cool. But when you you get into the nitty gritty of it, and you're actually learning all the time, it's like oh, I'm gonna get so good, like rubbing yeah. my hands together in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. So, the my i would say my climb with the inner circle is i just i really enjoyed the content i wanted to give back when i could because i felt like oh, this is cool i'm a fairly decent drummer and i i'm fairly creative I, at least mm. i believe i am and i would just make some random string of notes and be like oh this is a nice exercise why don't you guys give us a try it's like oh cool just giving back giving back to the community yeah. that I'm i'm just a part of and, you know, James saw something in me, in my, my teaching and my love for pipe band. And he, he gave me a platform to teach, which I'm forever grateful. There you go. Fantastic. So I've heard that there is a, quite a vibrant community over there on the Inner Circle. So we're going to have to catch up with James in due course. But it does seem to be paying dividends for drummers you know, around the globe who may not have immediate access to tuition. And I think online has been a real big deal for players, Sebastian, especially yourself. Yeah. One hundred percent. Getting access to uh, it, but yeah, world class sessions every week. And what's great about it is that every session is recorded. Mm. So 
it, it started in 2019 and it's still going now. It, you could just imagine a, a video a week, every week for four years straight. Mm. And that's sitting there. As soon as you log in, that is all. It's ready for you to have fun. Yeah, the and, entire uh, back catalog is there to reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. One thing, like like you like you said yourself, um, it's, what's like being away from a tutor, being very uh, isolated as mm. a as a drummer in many regions of the world, you have that tutor. You have multiple tutors. Uh, in my scenario, being very positive about it, you have multiple perspectives, mm. multiple styles that you can learn from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just really great work that James is doing, and I'm just I'm just glad I can do my part. Oh, fantastic. Well, I wish you every continued success with it for sure. And James, if you're listening, we're getting you on the podcast, mate, at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> now, there you go. Yeah, we'll have to plug them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I have to ask then, now that you've achieved the dream of playing and competing in Scotland, uh, Northern Ireland for that matter too, and you know, in the ranks within Auckland District, have you any plans then for this incoming season, 2024, looking ahead? Well, Initially, like December-wise, I didn't have any plans. Mm. But that changed towards the end of January uh, when I was helped with funding uh, from all aspects, from my, 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 my friends and people who support me. They, I think it's looking very likely now that I am going to go to nationals in New Zealand. Oh, no way. Brilliant. Yeah. So I... That was my reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly that. It's, I want to go to nationals with Auckland District. I mean, seeing New Zealand for what it is, is also a huge, mm. huge honor. And I'm so fortunate there. But I, I really want to win with Auckland. I feel like deep down, I, like the, the people in Auckland District are a bunch of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. And uh, that is, it's no short statement, honestly. And so I want to get there. I want to fit in, do my job, help lead others, and we just take it home. That's really what I want to do when we when we get down there in, in there you Z. Go. Yeah, well, here I wish you every success for that. Good luck to Auckland. And Thanks, I'm bro. really jealous that you're getting to nationals. I would love to go, but yeah, I think you'll have a smashing time. Yeah. Good luck. So yeah. I need to ask you then a few big rap show staples then before I let you go. Um, can I ask then, well, first of all, have you got any people that you look up to, like an inspirational figure in your drumming career? Well, most of my drumming career, the person that I looked up to in terms of just being a drummer in general, what he, what he does solo-wise, what is, how he composes music, Stephen McWhorter. Yes, that man is, is, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. That is, he's a legend right there. Yeah. And he is probably the biggest influence in at least my inspiration. Like who I aspire to be, who I aspire to play like, mm. has been, for most of my career, been McWhorter. There you and go. Now, That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could say I'm, I'm, I'm very confident now that I, I want to start becoming that inspiration for many younger drummers as well. There you go. That's no bad thing. Absolutely. And you're proving that, obviously, by giving back and providing all of that tuition, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So, well, I'm going to let you go at this point, Sebastian, but I have to say thank you for taking time to join us here, tuning in all the way from South Africa. Um, can I ask, when does the season start off good and proper then in South Africa? It's, has it already we, begun? or uh, Preparations for sure, but hmm. we start the season halfway through April, uh, oh. April 13th, exactly. That's our mm-hmm. first regional. Um, and that we have it at a, we have it at a club. Uh, like a sports club, Pirates. Mm-hmm. But the first championship gathering is normally the biggest gathering of the season, and that's at Imams and Toti. Oh, yes. We mentioned that on the show a while ago. Yeah, there's a load of bands go to that. So yeah. that's one of the biggest then, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's 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 the biggest because we all go down to, which is KwaZulu-Natal, which is one of our provinces, and there's uh, Imams and Toti down there, which is the city. Mm-hmm. And it's just much more accessible for all the people around the coast. Because most of the, the pipe band scene is inland, right in the mm-hmm. center of Gauteng. But to taking everyone in Gauteng collectively come down to the coast, and it just creates that competitive edge. Everyone comes there. And in turn, when we have uh, our finals, which is held in Benoni, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the guys from the coast coming inland. So it's, it's a nice system we have there that works for everyone, really. I see. So you, you do kind of move geographically then to suit everybody then. Yeah. Some goes to the inland, some goes to the coast. Yeah. I get you. So, Sebastian, good luck to you and all of the folks there at Benoni. Uh, we've certainly been following the progress of the band over the years. Uh, that So, yeah. Lovely. We'll be following so much, as best bro. we can the South African scene. And good luck at Nationals. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rev. And I'm so honored to be on this podcast. It's really... I know this is one of the biggest and you do such a fantastic job with everyone who pops on. It's really such an honor. And thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Do you know what I think we might play out with? I think we'll maybe play a little clip of Auckland. We'll have to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's a wee bit of Auckland and District. Thanks, Sebastian. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much, Rev. And all the best to you as well. Fantastic Auckland and District there. Cracking run they had at the Worlds last year. Absolutely. So that was them. That was their medley run on the Saturday, actually. A wee clip of it there. Uh, we've played it a few times now over on our few show. It's all it's quite regularly requested, actually. Uh, so, yeah, thank you to Sebastian for joining us this week. And, yes, you might have heard there, uh, you know how terrible I am at pronouncing stuff. And then he challenged me to pronounce his surname. 
yeah, I have no hope of ever pronouncing your surname, Sebastian. So apologies, mate. Uh, but yeah, I get tongue-tied, tongue-tied saying my own. See, I've just did it there now. Tongue-tied. What am I talking about? Right. I swear to goodness, there's nothing in that tea. Only, only tea. Right. <laughs> Folks, that's it. Quite an interesting topic there. You know, it can show that how the piping world has definitely shrunk through the power of technology. You know, if you have access to the internet... You've got access to the piping world right in your doorstep. So from me here in my garage in in Mid-Ulster in Northern Ireland to your home, wherever you are listening to me right now in your ears, that shows the power of technology and how small we can make this piping world. Yeah, and how close your bagpiping family really can be. Yeah. So if you've been following us for a while, then yeah, we'll continue doing what we can to shrink that bagpiping world and bring it direct to you as best we can. There you are. All right, folks, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Yeah, another one's in the can and we're out the door. As always, don't forget, you can go and support us on Patreon. You can go and click on that button, get your mitts and all that extra stuff and uh yeah, there's a load of it back there, all right? Including all of our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio shows. If you do want to go and have a listen to them, they're all up there now on Patreon. So go click support and get, get your mitts on them. There you go. So, also, don't forget to email us in your thoughts and opinions on our show. Our listener survey, there's a link in the show notes right now. Uh, so, wherever you're listening, you can just click on that and go and give us your thoughts. Uh, but that survey will be closing the end of next week on the 16th. So, you do have a short period of time now to let us know your fit, thoughts and feelings, warts and all. Indeed. Alrighty, that's it for another Big Rab Show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. And no doubt we'll catch you here back again next week for even more bagpiping shenanigans. Until then, we'll see you next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>